Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Sensitive Collective Podcast. I am your host and healing mentor, Laura Ann, and I created Sensitive Collective to be a space where empaths and sensitives can come and receive guidance, love, and support on their own healing and empowerment journey. Whether with just me or one of my guests, we show up in vulnerability to share our own stories and insights with the intention of creating a network of support for you, dear listener. Because feeling all the feels, healing from past trauma, old patterns, and learning how to navigate and fully step into your sensitivity superpowers can feel confusing and sometimes, honestly, super lonely. But you are not alone. There are more of us empaths and sensitives waking up to our nature every single day. And the work you're doing to heal yourself and claim your power is the work that will transform both you and the entire world. And it's why we're here. So join me on this sacred journey of self-discovery, self-love, and self-healing. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll do it all together. I'm so happy you're here. Enjoy. This is a very special episode with Corby Mitlead, certified tarot master, past life specialist, psychic medium, and inspirational teacher and author. And she's so sassy. (laughs) I had such a blast interviewing Corby. And this episode is one I think you'll especially want to tune into if you are someone who feels that you may have some um, inclinations for being a psychic medium. If any of those gifts have started to present themselves to you, or you feel called to practice or just have a curiosity kind of urging you forward, then definitely you'll want to check out this episode. I hope you find it supportive. I hope you find it interesting as I did. Uh, this conversation was a ton of fun and I'm so excited to share it with y'all. And I want to say thank you. I am so grateful for each and every one of you out there listening and connecting with me as you do along the way. I am honored and blessed to be here in this space, in this life, and in this role of healing mentor, and I'm so excited to have the opportunity to connect with y'all via this podcast. So I hope that you've been having a good week, whatever that week has looked like for you. And I wanted to let you know that I'm sitting with deep gratitude for all y'all. Sending you lots of love. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode here of the Sensitive Collective Podcast. I am absolutely thrilled to be here with a very special guest today, Corby Mitleid, certified tarot master, past life specialist, psychic medium, inspirational teacher, and author. Welcome, Corby. It's great to have you on the show. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for asking. Yeah, absolutely. I um, am really excited to connect with you. You have so many, so many areas of expertise, such an interesting journey, so much wisdom, and I'm excited to share that with our audience today. When you're 67, you've been there, done that. Whatever <laughs> it is, it's not your first rodeo. I actually just celebrated no. my 40th birthday yesterday, um, and I've been thinking back on younger versions of myself, and you know, setting them love, and and just remembering, you know, it, as a as a 28 year old woman moving to Austin, Texas, and then 
as a 38 year old woman moving to Asheville, North Carolina, and what a difference a decade makes. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Oh, well, you know, I was I was looking over some of your story and just uh, what Ivy League college did you go to? It seems like you had a really traditional, um, you know, family as far as professions in medicine, doctors, nurses, and that was the path that you were on. And um, definitely no, that was not, not the path I was on. I was oh. not going to be in medicine. No, that was the whole thing. Um, I was a writer. I was an actress. I could have stood on the dining room table and recited Shakespeare and they wouldn't have seen me. Wow. I went to Brown University for two and a half years, but college was not my thing at yeah. all. And back then, uh, it was very what I call loosey-goosey. You could take your eight courses for your major, and then you could take Swedish and basket weaving. They didn't care. <laughs> um, and for someone like me who needed structure, I mean, I'd also gotten into Syracuse and UNC Chapel Hill. And had I gone to either one, I probably would have finished, but that wasn't what spirit and higher self had decided so yeah brown university for two and a half years and then out in the world yeah that is so amazing um i i relate to you a lot i really struggled in academia um i don't know that it was because of structure i think it was a, a myriad of other factors um but i think again that that was part of part of the agreement coming into this life that yes. i was not meant to just you know have the traditional career um so you you were always a creative and you were really tapped always. in and dialed in i'd i'd love to hear about the journey of you know getting as an artist as a writer as a creative really stepping into your intuitive um and spiritual gifts and what that journey looked like and felt like for you well the and now we're getting into the what i call the 30 second elevator speech when I was nine, I read a book called The Witch Family by Eleanor mm -hmm. Estes, which introduced me to the idea of there was magic in the world. And I grabbed it and I would not let go, um, which is why it was always theater. It was always writing. My father, who was my best friend, was himself a really good writer. We didn't see it until after my mother had died. He married my wonderful stepmother. Um, but he was the one that taught me that writing was magic and frankly right you know words became my drug of choice mm. so always looking always writing always trying to figure out who i was then all of a sudden in the early 90s after reading tarot for 20 years because yeah, we were all hippies i could do hands-on <laughs> healing and talk to dead people with no training that's when the universe handed me my draft notice and said you're working for us so i did it part-time meanwhile a very checkered career actress, author, inspirational speaker, video producer, legal assistant, writer for the graphic novel series, ElfQuest, executive recruiter, but always the psychic work, the intuitive on the side. 9-11, as we watched the towers burn, I turned to my husband and I said, we, I need to do this work full time. People need to know there are other answers out there. He said, I believe in you, go do it. So wow. one more year in corporate and then out into the world. And for 20 years, it's been six days a week, 14 hours a day, reading a thousand people a year. But I get to get up in the morning. I don't have to get up in the morning. And that's been the biggest gift. That's amazing. Oh, wow. And so many little gold nuggets in that story. You know, one, um, I love 
the idea of your father's kind of reemergence of his creative self later in life. And that's a, a beautiful reminder that it's never too late to, to discover another aspect of self, um, that you had a partner who was so supportive of you stepping into what felt aligned and yeah. true to your heart. Um, and then, wow, able to speak to people who've passed without any training. And I'm so curious because that's not a gift that I, um, that I'm aware of. <laughs> and so I'm curious, how did that emerge for you? What was that experience? Like, I know we have listeners on the show who, um, you know, one of the things I hear most was I, I really thought I was crazy till I found out that there were other people like me. Right. And so hearing a little bit about what that experience was for you might be really helpful for someone else. Well, I was doing some past life investigation and I found my own life during World War I as a German pilot. And then all of a sudden, dead German soldiers started showing up in my living room, wow. caught in the gray spaces, needing to get to the other side. That helped me connect with um, dead people. Yeah. I don't, you know, the dearly departed other, you know, dead, dead people. Um, <laughs> I always think I, of it like, as being in other, like, um, people, it's, it's just a different dimension. I don't know. That's the way my brain kind of processes it because the soul continues on. Right. And so, yeah. 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 Um, but their bodies are dead. Right? That's <laughs> so. right. That's right. You know, I often joke about, I love this work. I'm going to do it until I'm two weeks dead. Then I'm going to be a spirit guide. It just changes the office. <laughs> um, it's just a different uniform. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but because I was never trained in the standard, if you will, Lilydale way of doing it, I don't just reach out and fish. My guides taught me to use what I call dog tags, business cards. So I get the name of the person you want, yeah. what they were to you, parent, friend, whatever. The year they died and how old they were. That doesn't tell me anything but it gets me into the energy. And then yeah. my guides kind of play charades with me. Um, you know, uh, there's a gesture that says they smoked. There's one that said they were in an accident. There's one that says they couldn't breathe when they were dying or they were on oxygen or whatever. Yeah. And I will always um, get a feel for who they were, not just those simple facts. And um to me, that's more important than it's a rose she loves you, you know? Yeah. Um, things like um, there was a woman who I'd, I met her in Pennsylvania, didn't know that she was originally you know, from Texas. Her husband was from Texas. He had died six months before and I feel my arms go out in a big gesture and my head tilt and what comes out of my mouth is, hey baby, which is how he walked into the house every night after work. I just got, full body chills, <laughs> you know? Um, and that's the kind of thing that happens, but I don't do mediumship in a public setting mm. because since I don't censor, whatever comes out of my mouth may be intensely private yeah, and not for an audience to gawp at, yeah. you know? doing past lives. I do past live galleries the way other people do mediumship galleries right, because right. it's not quite as immediate. Yeah. 
I've had some past life experiences in healing sessions. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know that that, you know, I feel like that's accessible to all of us. I'm curious what your perspective is when it comes to mediumship. Is that, is that a gift that, um, we can all access and learn how to nurture? Well, you know, it's funny. I lost reality show because they wanted to say, oh, she's amazing. She does what no one else can do. I said, wait, you're lying. That is the lie. Yeah. Because I have spent my entire career saying, I'm not special. You can do what I do because we're all wired the same way. They said, oh, we're not interested. And they went and found somebody else that they could mold. Well, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. It wasn't worth my integrity to yeah. make some extra money. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we all have the ability, just like we all have 10 fingers. Everybody can at least play chopsticks. Those of us who are fascinated by the idea of being able mm -hmm. to create music, we learn to play scales, we learn to read music, we practice. One in a hundred million is Elton John, but yeah. we all have 10 fingers. That's how I explain it. I think that's beautiful. I love that explanation. That really makes so much sense. And, and I feel like even when we think about, you know, our sensitivity, our natural proclivity for things, our unique, you know, traumatic fingerprints from our childhoods, you know, all the yes. things that karmically, all of the lessons we're here to learn, all of these little things that shape us um, you know, like I've, I've always been fascinated. I think part of that is because I am a Scorpio. So I've always been fascinated mm -hmm. by those deeper dives and the, the cosmic <laughs> truths. And I'm a, I'm an explorer and a seeker. Um, and not everybody is, but, um, it's those, those things that might open, open a door to help us actually decide yes i want to i want to play those scales i want to figure this out and i want to i want to practice um so for folks who feel like my dogs are going to chime in here um, Hello, dogs. yeah it's like <laughs> the mail comes every day but every day it's a it's a new surprise oh look oh look oh look it's another person mom 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 are you see yeah i know <laughs> exactly um so i'm curious if if you have any any um insight or, or direction for, for those listening who themselves are curious and wanting to develop this gift and the skill um, of psychic mediumship, what some of the first steps would be that you would recommend and, and point them to? What well, I'll be, I'll be honest. Uh, as I say, nobody really taught me how to do this, Yeah. but the book that I got 30 some years ago, that was so important for me is still available and it's called opening to channel it's by Sanaya roman and Dwayne hacker it's the subtitle is how to connect with your guides and mm -hmm. this is important to me because you know you're going upstairs and you're playing in an area that you don't know so you really need to learn what i call boot camp how to ground center and shield Yes. What is safe? What is not? Um, all of those things. And before you, it's, you know, it's like Ouija boards. People come up and say, oh, Ouija board. Let me go see because they see it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I'm sorry. It just because it's in the toy department 
does not mean <laughs> that it's particularly safe. So what just because it's available for mass consumption doesn't mean it's something that is really good for us. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So um and it and it's practice, you know, just as you would take notes in a biology class. Right. Take notes about your intuition, you get a hit. Did you do anything with it? Did you not? Um, but one of the other things is it's important if you want to learn this to realize that you don't have a right to go and splash it all over the world. What do I mean? Do I mean you can't go and read for money? God, no. I'm 67, kids. I'm not going to be here forever. We need the new readers to come forward. Yeah, yeah. But it is important that you not do what I call a drive-by shooting. Mm. A drive-by psychic shooting, it, you know, it's like a Long Island medium. You see they're filming in Wegmans and somebody is filling up the cantaloupes and along comes Teresa Computer who goes, excuse me, I have a message from your Aunt Doris. She says you got a bull tire in the back and you're going to die in a car accident if you don't get it fixed. Just telling you. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> Number, listen, listen to me, my darling <laughs> listeners, and, and pay attention. Number one, her PR people go out and look at all the Wegmans and choose one. Then yeah. they interview people and have them sign model releases, legal, mm. and then they rehearse it six times. Yeah, That's the truth. But a lot of people who are new at this, unfortunately, think that they're allowed to do this. Yeah. And so they come up to perfect strangers and give them messages, sometimes very scary. Yeah. And it's, it is literally like an emotional mugging. Yeah. You have so, to have consent. Consent is very important. That's right. That's yeah. right. And you know, yeah. it's the, it's the same thing with healers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I use the, um, example of what I call a glurpy purple with angel readers. Hi, I'm little dancing raccoon and here's my spirit guide, Arctic bear. No, you know, I, I do readings. Look, you're so sassy. Look, I've done stand up comedy about you. Take a I am not surprised. So, yes, I'm funny, but they, you know, I've been reading for hours at a psychic fair. I have a neck ache. I start rubbing my neck, and the little dancing raccoon says, I know Reiki, I'll help you. She comes at you with her hands up, and I say, No, thank you. No, really, I can do it. Please, I said no. Just let me back off. Yeah. Then she gets real upset and goes, You're not very love and light, are you? Well, you didn't listen. Yeah. If not well, only did she not listen, but you didn't ask. Like that is such that is such an important piece. And you know, bless little purple raccoon angel person. <laughs> and we know yes. that her heart is in the right place. And and I think, you know, I think I, if I look back, um, I don't know that I was ever quite in that place, but I, I think I had to have a couple of experiences to really drill that lesson in that like, yes, mm -hmm. boundaries, consent, yes. permission, all of that is really, really important um, mm -hmm. when we're dealing in the realms of, of uh, energetic exchange. Yes, yes, because people don't understand intuitives anyway. Yeah. So they always assume we have no boundaries, we have no respect, we're dangerous, we're scary. So all of us 
need to come forward as professionals if we're going yeah. to do this. Someone from Lilydale, for instance, would have said, would have come up to the winds, excuse me, but I'm Reverend Shirley and I am a spiritualist from Lilydale. I believe I have a message for you. May I come to you? And if you say no, they say, okay, and walk away. Yeah, yeah. That's a very different feel. You know, it's interesting. Um, it makes me think also of when someone's trying to sell you something mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. energy that comes along with that, where it's like, it's a very, it's very different energy where they're selling more forcefully versus because it's like, there's that convincing you need this. Mm -hmm. That's a statement versus the 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 sense of heart-centered service of i feel like this could really help you yes i'm here exactly. if you want to if you want to feel into that and see if that feels in alignment for you too mm -hmm. and then and that's a question that's very different and if you're charging and you push then you're no better than the fake gypsies yeah yeah you know yeah that's so, so. interesting well, I'm definitely going to link that book that you mentioned in the episode notes for anyone listening. Um, if you want to, you know, hone in. Uh, oh, yeah. Opening to channel how to connect with your guides. Um, and I've, you know, I've studied some some channeling and I, I channel. Um, and, you know, I think I think one of the things you said I, I want to really highlight um, is taking notes on those hits, on those things, because the way that our human brains are wired and the way that we've been culturally programmed is to really respond to evidence. Mm -hmm. And and our self-doubt can really come forward. And you know, we have a lot of crazy stories about how yeah. it's all in your head and it's not real. But as you start to really take notes about these experiences and these synchronicities and what I call, you know, the divine breadcrumbs that are sprinkled along the way. Um, you start to begin uh, this this body of evidence that when you really look at it, there's no denying. Um, what you got to remember psychologically, we're always looking for where we're wrong. It's because we're yeah. taught. Yeah. One oh crap ruins ten attaboys. I believe is the old saying. <laughs> um, so you need to have things there. Now, yeah, there is a different corollary to that, which as you get better, you do it more regularly, mm -hmm. you need to remember, and this is probably the wisest thing that I ever got from my own spiritual mentor and dear friend, that's Wendy Peeney, who has created ElfQuest with her husband, Richard. Mm. She said, praise and blame all the same. Now, what does that mean? Interesting, can, I've never heard that before. I love this. That's because that's Wendy's. <laughs> there are lots and lots of people who tell me, oh my God, you're so amazing. You're the best psychic I've ever met. Nobody's ever blah, blah, blah. And then there are people who look at me and say, oh, you're such a fraud. Oh, I didn't think you were any good. Oh, you didn't tell me what I wanted. Oh, you shouldn't even be charging because it's God's gift, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. you know, my two sentence phrase to all of them all over the spectrum is thank you for sharing you may think that if you wish because you know um i love that yeah. <laughs> and
And the example. I'm going to start very, saying that to my inner critic also. <laughs> mm-hmm. Please. It's very useful. Um, you know, there is uh, a song, the Joni Mitchell song, The Eagle and the Snake, uh, mm-hmm. referring to a plane and a train and her relationship. And I remember that one of the lines is puffed up and strutting when I think I win, down and shaken when I think I lose. And you cannot do that emotional roller coaster and be an intuitive because you're going to burn out. Yeah. You do your work. You remember, you're just the tube it comes through, kids. Yeah. It ain't you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you put it aside. You know, people say, do you always get messages? No, I have a deal with my guides. I have an open and a closed sign on my brain. I do not get hits on people as I walk down the street. My rule is you sit down with me yeah, by choice. And mm-hmm. it's either an energy exchange, you know, you pay me through PayPal, whatever, or there's barter. You bring me out chicken or it's <laughs> pro bono. You, know, you laugh about that, but when I love say, it. Yeah. I used to do you know, barter with massage all the time when I had a studio. That was, that was, you know, mm-hmm. how I got facials, haircuts, and uh, manicures for a really long time. <laughs> and for people who say, well, they, you know, it's a God's gift. You shouldn't charge. Yes. In the old days, you know, Druids would not charge the villagers for guiding them. But out of respect, the villagers would bring a chicken, a cloak, yes. a pile of firewood. These days, yes. no, it has to be an energy exchange. If you knew how much, you know what it cost me for a four-day show in Kitchener, Ontario, when I was still on the road? $1,500 minimum because uh, you've got the show yeah. fee, yeah. five days on the road, hotel, food, gas, tolls, paying my front person. No, I can't read you for free. Get a clue. Yeah. You know, I have to say, I think one of the things that I really respect about you, and I'm so glad that you're here projecting this out and just showing up is how boundaried you are. It is, it is such a felt thing with you. It's so clear to me, you're very grounded and you have such healthy boundaries. And that is something um, that, as you mentioned earlier, is so often for intuitives and, and people, you know, working, working with energy and in spirit, a big challenge and a struggle. Um, can you speak to, to sure. your relationship with boundaries and, and, and how that may have evolved? Because, well, part of it was, um, part of my pre-birth plan, what I came here to learn Hmm. Um, you know, I know we're bouncing all over, but that's, that's just how it is. Um, the work I did with Robert Schwartz in his books on pre-birth planning and life between lives, your soul's playing your soul's gift, your soul's love. Um, boundaries are important, especially when they're with your life challenge. Hmm. Now this soul normally comes in 80% of the time as a male, 20% as a female. And the 20% is when I do my tough work. When I'm a guy, I behave like a normal guy, apparently. And I don't really respect <laughs> boundaries and you know, what women look like is what they're worth, et cetera. So I came in and my major life challenge was to learn women are worth more than their bodies. Mm. How did I do this? Well, by the time I was 11, I had a Dolly Parton figure, no joke. And so for years, I was taught by the world and I believed I was only worth what I looked like. Mm. 
and it couldn't, and I wasn't allowed boundaries. The body said, no boundaries, anybody who wants you gets you. And it took me a long time to learn that I was worth more than that, but I didn't quite get it all there, which is when I had breast cancer three times. Mm -hmm. The third time was the second primary, but the doctor said, three strikes, you're out. We're taking the rack, we're taking the ovaries, we're taking you from the Dolly Parton figure to a fat fire plug with permanent side effects uh, in three weeks, suck it up. Wow. And, you know, yes, I dealt with it. Yes, that's the whole thing about the examined life, et cetera. Yes, my husband and I got through it. But it taught me that boundaries were vital to maintain your own sanity. Yeah. And when you do this intuitive work, People are hungry for it. I mean, when I do yeah. my once a month free reading hour on Facebook, I will read 40 or 50 people in an hour, just like one or two minute readings. And there are people that show up every single month for their free reading, but they will never, ever book a reading with me and actually pay for it. Wow. If you don't have boundaries, people will literally, like a vampire, go for your intuitive jugular and suck you dry yeah not because they're cruel but because we live in a whole world that says scarcity yeah Steal it, yeah take it especially look at the haves versus the have-nots the billionaires who care nothing and a lot of us struggling you know elon musk is a perfect example yeah um in order to survive in this world especially if you have gifts that other people want part of, you make your boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, such a unique, like I, when I think about boundaries, it's, it's so often the lack of them and mm -hmm. different iterations of that, right? Cause that can look very different. Like your story yes. with boundaries is very different from mine. Um, but I do think <clears throat> it ends up very often manifesting physically in our bodies in terms of health, a lack of boundaries. And that can, depending on epigenetics, depending on, you know, a lot of different variable factors, that physical manifestation can look different for different people. Um, but uh, yeah, my my own journey with and and struggle through and um, experience of chronic illness for several years was a direct result of not having boundaries. And um, you know, I think sometimes illness can be our greatest teacher. I don't think it's our only teacher, and it's definitely not a teacher that I'm like excited to work with again in the future. I'm really looking to to call in joy. And Good, smart, and play okay. as a teacher <laughs> in my forties. Um, but yeah, I think you know sometimes we really do need that. And um, when when thinking too, if we're looking, you know, at the different layers of boundaries, not just in in the way that we relate with fellow humans, um, and and doing doing spiritual work, but also then actually as an intuitive surfing dimensional <laughs> realities and bumping into different uh, dimensional beings and entities and energies, being really grounded 
and having very clear boundaries is absolutely essential. Um, and since we're talking about boundaries, do you have a go-to um, practice that helps you to to stay grounded and boundaried when when doing your work? Mm-hmm. I have very specific times. Like I said, I work six days a week. You can't get me on Wednesdays. Wednesdays is for me. Um, I will not read between 5 and 7 p.m. because that's family time and dinner time. Mm-hmm. And I'm very good at saying no. Yeah. You know, I have a little postcard that I made up because very often I'll be reading women and um, how good are you at saying no? And there's always an excuse or well, I'm trying, Mm -hmm. but no is a fabulous idea. When we say no and mean it, we give ourselves space to breathe. Yeah. When we say no and mean it, we also open ourselves to awareness to even receive what is a full yes. Because if we're saying yes all the time to the things that aren't really in alignment with us, then we're full up. That's right. That's where our stress comes from. Yeah. That's where we feel like we're trying to stick 36 hours of stuff in a 24 hour day. We can't do it. And so often that's where an energy of resentment really can take root also, um, which, you know, is not, it's, it's a lower density frequency and it can in and of itself have its own uh, effects and and symptoms for us emotionally, energetically, mentally, physically as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things that um, we talk about on the show uh, a lot is the the understanding that sensitivity is a superpower, Mm -hmm. that softness is strength. Um, and in a world and in a society and in a culture where we're really programmed not to believe that, I think we have to really reprogram ourselves and open ourselves up to that as truth. And I'm curious um, what your thoughts are on that. And if you have any, any insight that you could share that would feel supportive around this awareness are, and this acknowledgement. You are going to laugh, my darling, because there is a particular... German saying, which I thought I had around here, but I can't show you, but it is, there is nothing so strong as gentleness and nothing so gentle as real strength. When you have to push, I mean, why do people scream? Because they're afraid they're not going to be heard. Mm. When you are strong enough, you know, let's look at a mother. The kid is having a screaming meltdown fit. Smart mom will just look at him and go, when you're done, (laughs) you will not try and scream back at them. Yeah. Um, When I have a client who is having trouble dealing with someone who always has fits, I said, I want you to learn the duty head defense. (laughs) What? And I said, imagine the person in front of you is four years old and is coming up to you and kicking you in the shin and going, yeah, myself, don't do it again. Would you go, oh my God, I'm a duty head. What are <laughs> no, you'd look like a kid and you'd laugh and you'd give him a timeout. Because when we have hysterical fits, uh, and I'm not saying sometimes we don't have to do it because of the emotional mm, inside. 
Yeah. But we are just adults screaming and telling the world somebody is a duty wagon. Yeah. It makes me think of Louise Hayes um, and her purple hair example. Yeah. Um, or was it her purple pig? I can't remember which which one it is, but it's like if you, you know, someone was sitting there with you and being like, you're a purple pig, you're a purple pig. You're like, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. You may think that if you wish. There you go. Oh my gosh. Yes. So Thank you for sharing. You may think that if you wish. Um, yeah, I think that's my new favorite phrase. My aunt. Uh, Take it and run with it, baby. Yeah, she's like, uh, you know, her, her whole energy is like, no is a complete sentence. <laughs> Mm-hmm. How about no? Just stop talking. <laughs> which I think there's, um, you know, sometimes a more diplomatic way of saying that, which is in this case, thank you for sharing. You may think that if you wish, right? Um, I think that's a definition of, of a really beautiful boundary, right? As well is not over identifying mm-hmm. with what is outside of self. And so, you know, working with boundaries with folks too, it's about really getting clear on who am I? What are my values? What do I believe to be true? Knowing that it's not written in stone, that it's not forever, that it's not stagnant, that we grow, we evolve, we change. And so having a practice of self-reflection to be able to explore that and connect with that is is a really vital part of having someone tell you as they kick you in the shins, you're a duty head and you being able to say, thank you for sharing. You may mm-hmm. think that if you wish. Yep. <laughs> we can't change anyone else's mind. We can try, yeah. but it's up to them to change. Yeah. So yeah. don't waste your effort. Absolutely. Well, I've just so enjoyed our talk today. I feel like you've shared some really beautiful wisdom and stories and you have such great humor. I I really, I think one of the things I I appreciate so much about you is um, that you are, you are sensitive and you are deeply intuitive and you do spiritual work and you're sassy, (laughs) you're funny and you're very well bounded and grounded. And I think it's so good to have a, an example of that, because so much of what we see in the spiritual and intuitive and wellness space is, you know, the, the maybe overly, overly dramatized version of, of the character that you mentioned earlier of, you know, that it's all love and light and rainbows and puppy dogs and unicorns. And like, you know, yes, there is that aspect, but, um, you know, we, we have, uh, light and shadow and uh, we have lower chakras and upper chakras. I mean, it's all, and, and I feel like you're someone who really is fully embodied in, in all of that. And I, I really value that. Thank you. That's quite the compliment. Yeah. So uh, I know that you yourself are an author and you have mm-hmm. some, um, some exciting things that you're working on. I'd love for you to share with us anything um, in, in terms of how we can connect with you, if listeners, you know, want to learn with you, what do you have going on, Corby? Well, for one thing, you can't avoid me on the internet. You just can't. Um, <laughs> my website is corbymitlide.com. It's where you can schedule sessions with me. There are tons of articles on there. Um, 
places that you can find me on the internet, Facebook, Instagram, Medium, Pinterest, YouTube, and Patreon. Patreon is where I teach. Okay. Um, and, you know, I know there are lots of people that can charge hundreds of dollars. I don't. You've got two tiers, 10 and 25. And each of them brings you into a class. I do it once a month. Um, it's called The Nest. Everyone is very supportive of each other. And it's not just my teaching. It's people that I know. For instance, one month I had uh, Pat Dumas, who I consider the best astrologer I've ever met, teaching astrology. I had Tiffany Butler, who was a fabulous shaman, giving us the shamanic first aid kit. Well, mm -hmm. crystals and seasonal eating and intentions and all of that. Yeah. But we do it together. Yeah. So if you want to work with me as a teacher, that's where you go. Beautiful. And of course, y'all, I will be linking all of this in the episode notes if you're interested. Um, you can you can find all of that information there. And once again, Corby, thank you for so much for, for showing up in being fully yourself authentically with me today for your humor, um, for your vulnerability, your openness. And um, yeah, it's just been an absolute pleasure to have you here today. It was a delight for me too. Thank you. Yeah. So as usual, I will close us out with this reminder for all y'all that you're doing the best you can where you're at with what you've got. And I love you. <laughs>